welcome, welcome, welcome for the time being. A little bit of a change on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because it coincides with just a number of things that are happening. So here's the change. And here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some people. And it's people that um, I've been able to work with with SightShift. And I want you to meet them, hear some of their story. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to see where you in your own life can learn from their growth points, where they're winning, where they're losing, where they're stuck, where they're inspired. Um, and, And in these interviews, a part of them, we're going to talk about the new book, uh, my newest book to come out, The Stuck Book. The subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And what I'm aiming to do with The Stuck Book is help you learn where you are and the best action you can take to move forward. So it'll be available at thestuckbook.com. We'll reference that some in the interview. And uh, I'm just excited to let you meet these friends, get to hear their story, learn from them yourselves, and pick up the stuck book so you can learn how to live out what they're doing, where you are really quick to get a sense of that and take the next step. So check it out, thestuckbook.com, dial into this interview, learn from it. Glad you're here. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast and glad you're here. And uh, we're in this fun series right now. And we'll tell you why in a bit. But for now, I want you to welcome the Mike Albert to the show today. Mike, so glad to have you. Man, super excited to be here. Dude, it's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, we want to let people get to know you a little bit about who you are. And, of course, at SightShift, we're all about putting performance before everything else, even your sense of worth and well-being. So, uh, tell no, uh, actually, we do the opposite. So we want to start off with learning a little bit about you and uh, tell me something you really like about yourself. Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I think one of the things I've, over the last couple of years, grown to really appreciate about myself is um, just my ability to see the forests um, and the trees, um, which I think is a little bit what makes me unique. Um, I can dive down with clients and really see um, the fine details and also keep the big picture in mind, which um, I think really puts me in a good position to do um, what I do. So I'm a a freelance CFO is what I call it. Um, I thought I coined that phrase, but I think there are other people out there that say it too. Um, and what I do is I help small businesses who aren't ready for a full time. Maybe they're too small or, um, you know, they're just not in that position to need someone full time. So I give them kind of the right amount of help when it comes to getting their finances in order, um, a level that's appropriate for where they're at. Nice. So you've already jumped from what you like about yourself to the mission. And that's like definitely something that I've seen in working with you is such a huge need, the way that you jump into those businesses and go, okay, let's see the forest and the trees. I love the way that you stated that. Um, Tell us a little bit about like capital M mission. Like what's the guts and heart there for what you're trying to do? Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah. Uh, so what in mission? The capital M mission. Like so like if you're like let's let's speak about mm. this at, at an emotional level. What what really captures you that you're wanting to help yeah. make happen? You know, I think what what gets me motivated and the thing that 
uh, drives me to do what I do is, you know, I've been in a position uh, with a business that I used to own where um, I just felt like uh, basically I was in a, a really tough fault, fault position, um, kind of leading into the book. Like, I just felt like I didn't have anywhere to turn. And the more I talked to other business owners, um, it felt like uh, I wasn't alone. And I, I feel like in some some respect, all of us feel like this uh, to some degree. So what really motivates me and what my mission is, is to help people stuck with their finances um, when it comes to their business and help them kind of see through uh, the situation that they're in now and kind of guide them through getting from where they are to where they want to go. And being able to make that impact with people is, uh, I guess, what what gets me jumping out of bed every morning. Yeah, people that are stuck, they need to um, get that organized and get focused. And, and I'm compelled just when I've heard you talk about it and your passion for that. What do you, th- you know, obviously I know what I think about this, but to let you speak to it some, um, average business, uh, most people would think that aren't in it running their own business. They would look at it and go, oh, those people man, they've got their finances in order. They got it together. And if you heard them say that out loud and it was a private moment, mm-hmm. maybe a drink in, what would you respond with? Um, I would say that the vast majority of the people that I talk to, um, entrepreneurs, and you know whether this is kind of a, a kind of a client interview or not, if it's just you know casually with you know someone who also owns a business. Um, I would say that the vast majority of people do not have um, their financial house in order, um, which you know creates a big opportunity and for someone like myself. But at the same time, um, you know it's it's a little bit scary in that you know the way I the way I kind of phrase this for people is um, you know I look at business very much from the lens of a game or a sport and. I look at having your finances in order as kind of your scoreboard because that's really kind of going to tell you at any moment how was the business doing. And so often it feels to me like people are playing the game um, without ever looking at the scoreboard. So from a business standpoint, it's almost acceptable for people to run a business without having their finances in order. But if I was to say kind of flip it and say, all right, I want you to play a season of basketball and I want you to not look at the scoreboard once people there. No one would do that. It would never happen. It, it would be absolutely absurd. But, um, the people that I help are doing it every day. Um, so that's kind of the, the, uh, the spot where I can help people kind of get an idea of what the scoreboard looks like for their business. Totally. I mean, that's like, so you had stepped into the coaching. We're going through that. I'm hearing your passion and mission and vision for this. And I'm like, whoa, I need this. I mean, I've got a budget. I run it to the penny. (laughs) But I need that, like, that big picture view. And so you did that for me. And we did this uh, beautiful spreadsheet that I was like, oh, my gosh. I knew that that was possible. But you just showed me at a granular level making up this 30,000 foot view how I can get where I want to be in the next three years um 
Super cool. Well, tell me some favorite parts of the community that you find yourself serving. Because uh, I think so many people, if they're secure in who they are, clear in their mission, then uh, that overflow to community, we have parts of our community that we serve that we really enjoy, and so many people don't have that. So tell us a little bit about your favorite parts of the community that you help. I think the common thread that the people that I work with, um, I really look for people who are very strong subject matter experts. So they're really, really amazing at delivering one thing. Um, and they may need, you know, with some different support areas outside of that, but, you know, one thing that they're great at is, you know, their subject matter. And it's really fun to listen to someone who has such great, uh, background and understanding of, of one, um, subject. And then, um, outside, I think, you know, there's just a, a motivation around, you know, each of their individual missions and just seeing them go from, um, kind of what I consider toddlers when it comes to the finance world and helping them unlock, um, some of the potential that has been kind of stifled by not having a, a clear way to um, plan for the future um, is what, you know, seeing seeing that light bulb go off is like, oh, man, it's so much fun. And that's kind of what motivates me. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. It's so fun to hear these unique answers to these questions as I'm walking through this with people. And that unique one of just you, you you're a wizard ninja, and that's my experience of working with you. And you appreciate others when they're zeroed in on their own wizard ninja space. Uh, and uh, that's that's super cool, man. Um, cool. All right. Well, okay. We want to transition now because people listening could think, gosh, Mike's smart. He's dialed in. His life is perfect. Uh, he travels around the world and <laughs> spends six months in Bali. Uh, <laughs> um and, and I want to walk through some of the highlights, <laughs> but we'll hit some of the honest points, too. Tell me right now where you feel like you're winning. And it could be, you know, whatever you want to talk about. But if it's like, where's Mike winning right now? What would you say? I think I've gotten to a really good spot um, with how I deliver my um, service to clients. So the delivery part and kind of owning that. And it's been a transition of, you know, working as a full-time employee for someone else kind of doing, uh, what I do in a very micro, um, situation to now having, you know, clients who do a lot of different things. And I've been able to kind of scale that, like my, uh, approach to delivering this across a lot of different, um, subject matters and industries. So I feel like, you know, things are tight there. Um, tight in a uh, good way. I think I've grown to, yeah, tight in a good way. Yeah, very good. Way. Um, and I think I've grown to the point now where I can better balance um, the time I spend at work versus the time I spend at home. So I feel like those, those areas um, right now are, you know, in a good spot. That's awesome, man. Um, you've been you've been in the big corporate world uh, with all the you know, craziness of that where now you're able to set your own pace and schedule and that you're not doing it in a fear-based, mm -hmm. frantic way and hurting your family, thinking you're doing the right thing by going all the time. Mm -hmm. That's inspiring, dude. Way to own that. What do you feel like you're reaching for right now? 
far as reaching, um, so I'm kind of in a position now where uh, I'm growing, outgrowing my current situation in my business, and that you know I need to try to something needs to give, right? So, like the the amount of client work I have, like I need to either bring someone on or maybe become more selective, raise my rates. You know, there's I'm kind of at a, a turning point there where. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm reaching in one direction, but haven't really figured out what the right path is because I'm kind of at a fork in the road where, you know, there's a lot of different ways I could go. And I think it comes back to trying to be in tune with what you want and what your desires, like which which road makes the most sense. Um, so I kind of feel, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm reaching there as far as like which direction makes sense yeah. to go. Yeah. You got okay, so you got another level you can go to. You want to go to that next level, you're reaching for that. And the frank reality is you could commit to a number of different pathways. Um I dig it. Well tell me about any place that you right. feel right now like you're losing or it's a situation you want to turn around. People listening to this go, man, Mike's smart. Mm. He doesn't have a place like that. Uh a place you might feel stuck. Whatever that oh, is. Oh no for, for you. sure I have Yeah, so I'm uh, kind of, as we speak, going through what I would call the first season of a podcast that I'm trying to launch. Um, and the goal there is to, which you know aligns with my mission well, is to try to get as much of this information that's just kind of in my brain in a way that can be more useful to a broader audience um, that doesn't necessarily have to work directly with me. Um, so... You know, that is a completely new way of delivering what I do. And, you know, the thing that I'm very good at is sitting down with a person and over the course of five minutes, I can identify what their specific problem is and, like, really help them see the path to getting to where that's not a problem. The hard part and the part that, you know, I'm struggling with now with this podcast is that I'm not speaking to a person. I'm Mm. speaking to a very wide audience. So delivering that message has to be done in a way that will be useful and helpful to people in a lot of different situations, as opposed to I've pinpointed your problem. This is kind of where I want to take you. This is the path. Do you want to go down that path with me? Now, you know, it's more of a, uh, you know, uh, from a bullhorn, like all of you people in front of me, this is a similar problem that I see a lot of people having. This is something that's applicable to that broad audience as opposed to one person sitting across the table from me. Yeah. So going through that and that learning curve of, uh, you know, a completely new subject matter, meaning like I've never done a podcast. I don't know much about audio, but just struggling through and, you know, getting reps and, and things like that is a spot where, you know, I'm really just trying to grow. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, I want to ask you a follow-up question to that, but I'll say this out loud to everybody listening because uh, the tech and the audio. So I'm using Skype for these interviews because it's the best. I have a, a recording software that works great for that. And uh, Mike and I were just chatting right before this call started. Of course, he didn't have these questions beforehand, so we were just catching up real quick. But how we both have international clients that we work with and how like, we've shifted away from using Skype because of its problems. So people listening now are hearing what you're talking about. Cause like 
it sounds pretty good, but occasionally it's a little glitchy, and I've had that on every interview. It doesn't matter yeah. what is the uh, internet, the speed, any of that. It just it is what it is, but that's how you get it figured out. You get into it and do it. Okay, so if we could uh, put you in front of like these small businesses that are uh, running and gunning after their business, their their books are messy. Um, their, their business model isn't dialed in fully. They don't have the parts of their business that they're amplifying that are awesome. They're carrying some dead weight with some crappy parts of their business model that they just like doing. Um, you know, kind of these scenarios that you'll see a lot in those, in that range. What would you say if you were to go into those places and you had like two minutes with them to give their top three problems, your best guess at what their top three problems would be? How would, what would you just sling that out to us? Hmm. I would say you're putting in too much effort and you're putting in too much effort to not have a clear understanding of where you want to go. And if you really want to lead a team and you want to uh, expedite the path of you getting to where you want to go, um, first of all, you need to know where you want to go. I think a lot of people are stuck there. So I'd say you need to understand there's a saying, if you don't take aim at something, you'll definitely miss. Um, so if you want any likelihood of getting to a place where you're happy and where you want to be, you need to invest some time into thinking about what that looks like. And that that goes from you outside of your business. It goes for you inside of your business and the things that you're doing. And then it goes into leading your team um, so that they're all uh, walking towards that same goal. I think that that's typically where I start with people. Um, and if you can at least get that part dialed in, um, there's a chance that you're going to end up somewhere that you're happy. Um, but without that, you know, I can, I can do all the math you want. Um, but we don't know if you're going to be happy when you get there. So, uh, I think that is probably the overarching, um, theme if I had two minutes and it's kind of funny now that I say that out loud is that it has nothing to do with, the CFO role of what I do uh, it has nothing to do with math and it has nothing to do with your PL or your balance sheet or anything like that. It has a lot more to do with self-awareness um, and uh, leadership. Dude, uh, everybody I think right now is like, oh crap, I got to write this down. Uh, and there's your first episode or your first three episodes and just hit each of those three things. Um, <laughs> go it ahead. actually is actually, it's funny. <laughs> no, it is. It is the first three episodes <laughs> dude it's it's gonna be so fun to see you like really own that space and bring your voice i'm excited to hear it and so thanks for sharing us with us where you want to grow okay so now we're going to get into uh another part of this interview that you've so graciously agreed to do and part of that agreement was being willing to work through a uh non pretty version of the new book that's coming out. And so for folks that are listening, we're doing these interviews around uh, just getting to know some people that I've had the privilege of working with that I thought you need to get to know, but also we get to jam on the new book coming out. So for those listening, it's thestuckbook.com. That will take you to the Amazon listing for uh, the newest book that I've written. And I'm so excited to have you, Mike, uh, talk with me about the book for a little bit. And you had to, yeah, like I said, work through this uh, Microsoft Word version 
it wasn't uh, an easy experience for sure, and you're so gracious to have agreed to do that. Let's start off gentle and uh, tell me what you enjoyed uh, the most about the book as you worked through it. So as I went through this book, it so we I think we work with a lot of the same kinds of people that are, are feeling blocked in a certain area. And, you know, mine typically comes in the form of finance, but, you know, they're all kind of entering me in this fall season and um, where they need to like gain some self-awareness of kind of what, why they're stuck in this area. And I think what I enjoyed most about the book is that it kind of gives me a, a context under which to, uh, explain to them where they're at, Mm. um, and that it's normal. Mm. And it gives me a better sense of like how I can lead them through being stuck, um, to a a spot where they're, they're more happy. Mm. Um, so, you know, it took a lot of the very abstract ideas that I have, um, about when I'm sitting with someone and, you know, in a much more refined and developed, evolved way, allows me to uh, have language around, this is where you're at. And it's okay, it's normal. We're all in those positions at some uh, time or another and in some area or another. Um, And, you know, these are some of the steps that we're going to have to take to get you to a a part where, you know, you can take a deep breath and you no longer have to feel like this is something that's blocking you. Whoa. Dude, so what I'm hearing you say is this could be So thanks a, for making my job easier. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing you say is this could be a Mike Albert Company-sanctioned resource. It, it will likely be that. Hey, you never know. Woo-hoo. Uh Dude, licensing? No, I think, I think all the people that I work with in some way or another could benefit from, you know, having a set construct under which they can examine where they're at. Yeah, yeah. Well, so a guy that helped me put together a financial spreadsheet, and he's a wizard at this, told me I should charge $5,000 per licensing fee per book for uh, other companies they work with. Oh, you should double that. <laughs> and for those listening, that joke is because Mike is the one that helped me do that, like I referred to earlier. And, of course, yes, uh, dude, anything I could do to help you fly, I would do it. That's amazing that it stuck that way. The stuck book stuck with you that way. We'll say it that way. Uh, okay, so tell me what for you was your greatest takeaway. Um, I think you know the area where I probably struggle the most is um, the summer because I and you know this like my my biggest fear is performance, right? So I over deliver over. Uh, prove everything to ensure that I don't have poor performance. So for me, sometimes that balance of, you know, kicking back at home, knowing that I've done a good job and knowing that I don't need to like hustle back to my laptop, you know, I need to enjoy that moment with my kid that, you know, he wants to go walk over to the park and, you know, it's very easy. And I've done this, you know, for years where I would just, you know, sorry, man, I got a, I got a email I have to answer. Well, I don't really need to you know, answer that. So I think really reminding myself and like seeing that summer section where, you know, you need to enjoy this phase. It's not, you know, always going to be like this and, you know, taking advantage of those moments. Um, 
anytime I can uh, kind of restoke that fire um, is good. Beautiful, man. How to enjoy those moments, keep the vigilance, but not get so, not be so vigilant that you're not, uh, for me, the equivalent would be hear the birds singing. Like when I can't hear birds, and I know this is weird, I don't think mm-hmm. I talked about this in the book, but it's a, it's a signal for me. If I can't hear the birds, I know I'm too deep in my own head. And it's fine to be deep in my own head, working through things, solving mm-hmm. problems, and I get tons of creative ideas by kind of like lingering in that state. But in, in the simplest moments, and then if I can't hear the birds, I'm going to miss the cues around me. Um, and uh, man, mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that. Super mm-hmm. inspired by it. Uh, okay. So, you know, not that there's going to be anything that you'll answer to this next question, but there might be, and I'm asking it because I want to give that space and it's, it's a, let it be a legit, honest pushback feedback. Is there any place where the message of the book, the stuck book, you just didn't connect with it? Um, you didn't find it to be super true, uh, or maybe you would even go, I don't know if it works that way. Anything like that for you? Nothing comes to mind. Other than, um, you know, I know you're a super handy guy, so I know you can fix a fix a washing machine. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing comes, nothing comes to mind, man. Good dude, I will take that. That's amazing. So you were totally fine with uh, the claim that I made in the book that if companies hire me, they will immediately quadruple their profit in four hours. You can still support that statement. <laughs> yes. Psych. Uh, of course, that's not in the book because that would be a fairy tale. And anybody that sells fairy tales, hello, people, there's always a catch. Um, and we know fairy tale sellers in our industry for sure. Okay. We're going we're gonna to jump on the hot seat. We're just going to ask some questions. One of them will be about the book. The rest are just to get to know you some more. Uh, and so shifting into a different cool. space here. Question one. Where would you have liked to have known the stuck book at an earlier point? Not to stir up regrets, but to help those listening that may be in a different place. Where would you like to oh, take in the book to yourself? Man, I wish I had this. Uh, <laughs> when I was running a, a CrossFit gym here in, in Columbus, I started a CrossFit gym, ran it for about four years. And uh, there was a period of time when, you know, I like the fire burnout, like the fire just like went for this business. Um, and it was forcing everything. Um, and you know, not really having a, uh, context or a, a construct under which to like understand how to get out of that. Um, so I wish I had that, you know, two and a half years ago to kind of help me walk through that. Um, you know, as a result, I ended up, you know, selling the business. And, you know, that was a way for me to get from one season to the next. But, you know, looking back, maybe there were some regrets with having to do that and not having a better way to uh, manage through that process. Um, But, you know, it also gives me, um, going through that process gives me uh, a lot more um, depth to be able to speak to that tough tough time um with clients who are kind of in that spot too so um but yeah i wish i had that right on (laughs) many times this would have been helpful (laughs) well dude thanks for sharing that and i think for people listening go ahead i was just saying i've got it now so there you go 
there you go. Better than, better than never. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for people listening, if they're in a place where their world feels on fire and it's chaotic, that's why it's picked the, the, the subtitle is pick this up when you don't know what to do next. Cause it's going to help you just like Mike is saying, but for people that are listening, if they feel regrets, the purpose of learning how to move smarter isn't to stir up shame. Like Mike said, we learn from it and then we can help others with it. And so, uh, Mike learned from his moment. Sadly, most people don't learn. They keep repeating the same self-sabotaging choices. So props to you for going through that fire, learning it, and then uh, helping others. Okay, question number two. What's a recent idea that has you lit up? A book, a podcast, a resource, a breakthrough, your own idea, something you learned, anything that will just enrich or enhance us? Yeah, so it's funny you say that. Um, I go through these phases of I get kind of turned on to a subject and I will spend every waking non-committed ounce of my brain to understanding it so one thing that I've been super inspired by and you know you were one of the people that kind of turned me on to this a little bit um, is kind of this um, cryptocurrency world and not just cryptocurrency but just kind of like decentralized um, uh applications and things like that. Um, and kind of for those of you that don't really have a good grasp on what that is, what it basically means is, you know, from a cryptocurrency standpoint, um, it's basically this open source ledger where rather than, you know, a bank um, owning um, all of the transactions that have happened and not really having that public knowledge in a way that, you know, could potentially um, be defrauded, there's like kind of this open network of computers that say like, no, this is the public ledger of this currency. And, you know, Bitcoin is the biggest in that space. Um, and then they're also kind of leveraging that into like open source decentralized applications. So, you know, think of things like, you know, a unhackable, uh, voting system or a, an unhackable, um, application, software application that, uh, drives autonomous cars like that is like a space that just has like infinite growth potential and i've just been like obsessed and like <laughs> listening to everything i can i can hear um while i'm doing kind of more administrative things like i i listen to five hours plus co- of content a day on that subject so like that is where um just like really investing and in, and in trying to learn because i think it's going to change the world i think it'll be i think it'll be I think we're in a position right now where the way the internet was, um, you know, in, I don't even know what year, but right when everyone started to hear about this thing called the internet, I think we're kind of at that dawn of this technology where in 10 to 20 years, um, we're going to not understand how we even lived without it. Dude, you freaking just slayed the explanation and overview of that. And I think this is going to freak your mind out. Uh, and, and a lot of it's because I'm a future visionary type and that's the people I work with, uh, oftentimes in the coaching. And so, um, and of course if people hear that and they're like, I'm not that person. I work with lots of people that aren't, but, uh, you are the, like mm-hmm. the sixth interview. You're the third person to maybe fourth. I think I can't remember now third or fourth mm-hmm. person to me mention cryptocurrency right there. Uh, and the last interview yeah. was a guy in New Zealand, and uh, he was just talking about how much it's going to do to uh, level out uh, even some of the injustice in, like, international welfare, um, you know, getting funds to the oh, right people. Yeah. 
hilarious, awesome. That's so fascinating. And uh, I look forward to many future jam sessions on that. Okay, question three. You get an unexpected free day or free afternoon. No one to judge you. Calendar's wide open. You feel relaxed. And you're like, hey, man, this is my time. I'm going to go going to go do something what would you go do you know what this is like if you had to like put me on the spot and tell me where i'm weakest right now this would be it so it's kind of funny i don't really know what i would do um i enjoy what i do so much that it may be some i would probably spend it working you would probably I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I would either work or just like hang out with my kids or family. That's like good enough. I don't like a lot of people like have this situation where they want to like escape from their life in that situation. And like, I've spent so much time kind of constructing things intentionally in a way that I want them that I'm not like, I'm not shying away from where, my like my daily life is is very good. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, kind of a cop out answer, and maybe no, I like it. Maybe I should have a better one, but um, I don't know, man. I, I think I, I think I'd probably hang out with my kids, or yeah, I like it. That's man. about it, man. That's inspiring. Um, actually, got a similar answer to that on uh, uh, the an interview I just did couple days before this one. And that's really inspiring to me to hear that. I mean, hopefully for those listening to this, obviously, you know, by me having Mike on here, uh, I believe in him. And I think that if you're in a place like he's described, you need to work with him. And the best kind of people to work with are the kinds of people who like the lives they've built. Um, you know, whatever it is you're working with them in, so many people, sadly, uh, sell something they don't actually live. So props. Okay. Last, uh, hot seat question here. What's something you see, uh, or what's something you're into? You totally dig it, but a lot of people around you aren't. So this is your chance to fly your freak flag. Let us know a little bit about your weirdness and eccentricities. Yeah, I think the place where I, at least with my closest circle, like family, friends like that, um, like I just have this like burning desire to always just learn or listen to anything. So where friends or family would, you know, kick back at the end of the night to, you know, sit down and watch the news or the Kardashians or, you know, whatever their, their show is. Um, like I'm jamming on a podcast and, and not just like in my subject matter. I'm always like looking for things outside of my subject matter because I feel like I can learn so much. So that is somewhere that I'm just like, not like most of the people around me and that I'll, every time I have a chance, um, I mean, I listen to five or six hours of podcasts at minimum, um, when I'm doing things that don't require my full attention, um, whether it's driving I do for clients is very administrative, so it doesn't necessarily need um, my ears. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where I'm a little bit different. Yeah. I have uh, carried that. So I'll be 40 this year. I've got uh, two of three teenagers. But 
but for like most of my 20s, most of my 30s, that was like people would go to sleep and I was like, what? There's like a whole world to be lived. Uh, And uh, it was really fascinating and, and you could develop, if you read like five books in one subject, you know more than like 90% of the population on that. You become world class <laughs> in your at least knowledge, not necessarily execution. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what you're doing in listening to these podcasts is accumulating that same style of, of knowledge. And no doubt you seek out best resources, so it's good people. Uh, you're accumulating multiple uh, multidisciplinary areas of expertise and uh Dude, it's like I can't say enough about like a few key decisions I did all through the last two decades. One of them was be with my family a ton, which is what you referenced earlier. Mm-hmm. The second one was just I stay curious and I feed my curiosity. Um, and there's so many implications and, and results that come out of that for us mentally, physically, emotionally, dialing in parts of our life and mission. And so just inspired by that. That's awesome. Okay. For those listening, you've heard Mike, you've got to know him. Uh, obviously I would love for you to get to know more about him, but, uh, what I would like to do, Mike, is for people to know how they can connect with you. So if people that have been listening to this said, man, I need to work with Mike, or I want to know more about what he's doing. I want to learn from him. How can they engage you? Uh, so you can always go to my website, mikealbert.co, um, and connect with me there. Um, I will be launching a podcast um, here in the next month or so. Um, so you can keep an eye out for that. Um, I will uh, post a, a link to my uh, to my podcast and how you can hear more on my website very shortly. Um, and I can also always jam on Twitter um, at MikeAlbert.co, all spelled out. Sweet. And just for everybody listening, that's M-I-K-E-A-L-B-E-R-T dot C-O. And uh, that's where all the good stuff is. Mike, anything else you want to say to the folks listening? Um, No, I think um, the biggest takeaway I've learned kind of over the last few years, and Chris has facilitated this, is just becoming self-aware about what I want, um, which has allowed me to um, intentionally spend my days kind of crafting this life and business that I wanted. I think there was the first 10 or so years of my career um, and kind of adult life where I didn't invest in any of that and didn't even know it was a thing. Um, so I think if there's anything that they can learn from that is, you know, it's a little bit of a journey um, and it's not always easy in the beginning or kind of even at the end. I mean, it, it's always uh, depending on just kind of your DNA, but it's um, an area where you can really invest time and brain power into crafting what you want. Um, again, like I said, if you don't know where you're aiming, you'll definitely miss. So, um, you know, you got one chance to, to live this life. You might as well aim somewhere that you think you want to be. Right on. Beautifully stated. And uh, so, folks, that's a good place to say Hey, be encouraged. If you're going after the life that you want to build, stay with it. It's not easy. It challenges. If you're confused about your desires, uh, now's the time to get honest because I think failure is getting what you thought you wanted. (laughs) Success is getting what you really want, the core of who you are. 
So search that out. Um, thanks for being on the show, Mike. Uh, if you could listen to everybody right now, they'd be like, woohoo, thanks for being here. Um, so glad to have you. Listeners, thanks for being here on the podcast. Have an awesome day. Peace.